Hey everyone, you're listening to A Walk Across Texas State. I'm Tori Graham and I'm joined with Zachary Webb. And today we got the opportunity to interview Tiffany Taylor, who is the University Relations Diversity Program Manager for Dell Technologies. We had the opportunity to chat with her about her career background, her experience as a first-generation student, and of course Dell, because we know Dell is an interesting employer to many of you. And um, I'm sure you're going to love her personality. She was so much fun to chat with, and we hope you really enjoy. Just a fun, quick question to start it off. We know we learned last week, Tiffany, that you're pretty into cooking. And so I was wondering, did you have any big cooking projects over the weekend or any fun meals that y'all did? Because I'm starving and want to <laughs> think about food right now. It's so funny because my coworkers will either not want our conversations will somehow lead to food and they end up hungry. Uh-huh. Or I have one coworker that when she gets ready to cook dinner, who's also my friend, and she'll be like, hey, I'm cooking this. What do I need to put on it? So what I was extremely excited about this weekend is for Christmas, I got this really big, like, what is it called? Ceramic pot. So for people that Mm -hmm. cook, there's like the La Crusette pots, right? They're these French pots. They're very expensive. Um, My husband kind of looked at me and was like, $400 for a pot. Mm, I'm not seeing the ROI. (laughs) 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 So he got me the budget version of my pot, but I made braised short ribs with um, Yukon mashed potatoes, which they were fighting over. My daughter woke (laughs) because we had it for leftovers on Monday. And my daughter was like, I'm just trying to get through the day to get back to those mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) If you've never had, if you've never had a Yukon gold mashed potato, it will change your life. Because if you grew up eating mashed potatoes, like I did, I'm from originally from the Midwest meat and potato country, right? Russet potatoes is normally Mm -hmm. how we roll in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. But you, if you, if you don't cook, Yukon gold potatoes have a more buttery flavor. So when you put all of the things that you put into your mashed potatoes, like I'll do whipping cream and butter. And, you know, she was like, I'm just trying to get through the day, mama, to get to those mashed potatoes. (laughs) I was like, I don't know if I should be concerned that that's your motivation <laughs> to that's get through not, your day. It's, it's really good cooking if you're thinking about leftovers all day. Uh-huh. Oh, all man. Saying, so then you, know? you, you got the short ribs has been sitting overnight mm-hmm. in all of the, I mean, my pot is huge. It was so, it's a really big pot and it's heavy because it's ceramic. Mm-hmm. It put a, like it bent the oven rack. The oven's like, I can't hold it. <laughs> Like I've never heard. I'm of trying that to happening. be a team player, but you you're asking <laughs> too much. But That's I was awesome. like so excited because it's like this big pot and there's the carrots and the onions and all of that. Um, but yeah, that's that's what. I was excited about this weekend. Yeah, the latest. Are you hungry? Uh, Yes, I was hungry. Now I'm super hungry, but it was worth it. She's like, I think we should make short ribs. She's like, Zach, let's make some (laughs) short ribs. We're we're like right before lunch, or at least my lunch. Oh, man. This is bad time. If you try to like find short ribs in in San Marcos (laughs) for lunch, let me know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good good luck finding them. (laughs) Uh, Well, cool. Well, thanks for sharing. I love talking but i'm a foodie for sure so i love restaurants and just people who can do the art super well it's super fun to talk about um but to get into 
the specifics of why you're here and to talk about your career journey a little bit, I was wondering if you could start us off by kind of telling us what you do at Dell, but more specifically, kind of how you got there. What has Mm -hmm. your, your past career looked like? Yeah, it's been quite a winding road, which <laughs> is always, always kind of nice to share with students because I think sometimes students think their career path is going to be a straight line. And mm-hmm. when it's not said straight line, they get kind of frustrated and they don't know how to kind of navigate. So um, in my current role at Dell, I'm a diversity campus manager. And most times people kind of like, oh, <laughs> that sounds fancy. What is that? And Really what my work centers on is um, how does how do how can I help Dell really identify and attract diverse student populations? So we've got some lofty um, goals at Dell, um, which makes me extremely proud to work for the company. Our CEO recognized that, hey, there's a gap that we have within our organization, um, especially when it comes to underrepresented minorities, specifically African-American talent as well as Hispanic talent. How do we close that gap? And so my role was created probably coming up on just two years ago. So my team is two years new, which is about the length of time I've been at Dell. And uh, my work is really focused on how do we tap into that talent? So specifically at schools that are historically black colleges, schools that are Hispanic serving institutions like a Texas state, how do we, how do we connect with that talent? Because let's, let's just be very candid. A lot of times the underrepresented minorities you know, they may not always feel comfortable going to a career fair. They may be a first-generation college student like myself where they don't have a roadmap. There isn't a parent that's saying you need to do this, this, and this. So they're trying to navigate this on their own. And with us being a technology company, um, a lot of times students that are not in an engineering major or computer science or MIS, anything that's technical, they have a very difficult time trying to figure out where they fit. And I use the joke when I meet students like, you don't think we have an accounting department or a finance department? You don't think that we have like HR is just what engineers running the company? Like, <laughs> like they're, they're making all the decisions. And when I put it in that perspective, it kind of changes the perceptions that the students have. Um, so that's really what my role is dedicated to. Uh, my focus specifically are schools in Texas, um, Texas State being one of them, um, couple other schools in Texas as well, but really I'm there to build relationships so students can put a face, you know, not just, oh, here's Dell, this really big company, but oh, I met Tiffany from Dell. I like her. She seems a little crazy, but I'll accept her crazy. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe this is a place I want to come in and and look into and maybe I could see myself working there. Um, As far as my career journey, oh, it's been, I look back and I'm like, wow, we've come a long way. You know, my background, <laughs> my background is in HR. Um, cool. I didn't always want to be in HR. When I went into college, I wanted to be an attorney. I was, you know, I'm going to tell my age, but LA Law was a show that was really popular when I was graduating high school. And I was like, I'm going to be an attorney. And my mom was super proud of that. My daughter's going to be an attorney. But then I realized it was a lot of reading. and I found myself asking am I willing to commit to that much reading you know I I don't think I can be in front of a judge with cliff notes like your honor (laughs) what chapter (laughs) should I be looking at for this case but being in HR um, my path as I mentioned before was more of a kind of a winding road so I mentioned that I was a first-generation college student 
Um, after my freshman year, when I realized how expensive college was, I became a non-traditional student. So I was working full time and going to school part time. So I had I had went away to college. I came home and I was left to kind of figure out where do we go from here? Um, it took me quite some time to figure out that I wanted to go into HR. And it was only at the suggestion of a coworker, as luck would have it. I worked at a bank at a time. And I worked in a call center. So when you call your bank, you're like, what's my balance or why is my account overdrawn? And I'm angry. That was me. <laughs> that was on the receiving end of that. Like, well, your bank account's overdrawn because you did that. No, the bank did it. So I worked and there were a lot of uh, college age students that worked there. And it was because it provided a flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. A lot of us were working and also going to school. And I was like the person that was like, when new people would come in that were college age, I was like, hey, hey, hey. You come in here, you do your time, and you get out. <laughs> I was like, do not be like these lifers that have been here forever. And they would look at me. I was like, listen to me, do your time, and get out. And every time that I would see like a new job that came up and I knew someone was going to school for finance, I'd be like, hey, did you know that they had this new finance role? You should check it out. And I was doing that just organically, wasn't even thinking about it. And a colleague said, you should go into HR. And I was like, huh? And, I was, and then I looked into it, and then the rest was history. It was like, I was like, oh, I found my calling <laughs> HR. <laughs> That's really what it sounded like in my head, just so you know I wasn't making up. <laughs> there literally was music. And uh, it was just a very natural thing. It is an amazing thing when you find something that you really enjoy doing. Um, it doesn't feel like work. But then came the challenge, right? I've graduated college now. I've got this degree in HR, but HR is a field where you need experience. And I'm like, I'm already living in the real world. As I tell people, I'm in the real world with real worlds. I can't take a job that's paying me peanuts because the way my life is structured, I need to make real money. So how do I get experience in a field that I want to go into and and not have to, you know, (laughs) live in a a cardboard box (laughs) somewhere Mm -hmm. where I'm trying to get experience? So I chose to go different paths by going like the administrative assistant route. Hmm. And so not only did it allow me to work in a couple different areas of HR, it also allowed me to kind of figure out where I wanted to kind of focus my career. So I worked as an admin assistant in a benefits department. I worked as an executive assistant. And then um, when I worked, started out working as an executive assistant in a talent acquisition, which is a fancy name for recruiting, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is where I kind of found my knack and more specifically my interest in um, university relations or campus recruiting. I really felt like I identified with students that, you know, maybe I could pass along some of the nuggets that I had learned along my career path to help them navigate getting to where they wanted to be. And that is where I found it was most rewarding for me. Um, you know, prior to Dell, I was a campus recruiter. So, I mean, I did everything from being in events to looking at your resume to, you know, talking to those hiring managers to make the case for why they should bring you in for an interviewer, why they should hire you. And there was nothing to this day, there's nothing more rewarding for me than to hear the response from a student who got that job they really wanted, mm-hmm. that they thought like, I'm not going to get this job. And then I call them and I'm feeling like Santa Claus. And I'm like, guess who's getting the job today? (laughs) (laughs) It's 
you. And they're like, oh my God, it's just what I wanted. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> and I, I mean, it, it, I mean, there, that feeling is what kept me going because, you know, in recruiting, you know, we're now in the thick of it now in the spring, but it's a job that everyone sees the fun side. Oh, I get to go to events. I get to meet students, but I'm like, yeah, there's travel. There's lots of travel, especially in the fall. You know, I have a family, so that's time away from my family. If you are someone who's also a part of the hiring process, then you're also having to do all these things on top of, you know, doing phone interviews and arranging interviews. And I always kind of tell students like, yes, I enjoy my work, but there's a lot of things that go on behind the curtain Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you don't see. But, you know, those are things that have really kind of, you know, motivated me to go into the campus recruiting space. And, and the reason why I do enjoy what I, what I do still to this day. Yeah. That's awesome. so cool. It's neat that the, the coworker you had at the bank was able to realize like your, your people skills and your, your kind of like people puzzle fitting, <laughs> right. you know, cause that's what recruiting is. It's, it's exactly. a lot about connecting the right person to the right role. And so it just, I could see how it was such a seamless and natural transition for you. That's awesome. It was never even on my radar. Mm-hmm. Like I was still struggling with trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Like a lot of college students, mm-hmm. which is why I'm so very adamant when I meet college students where I'm like, you know, do an internship. If, if it's not an internship, do a part-time job in, in the field that you want to go into. And I said, because what you don't want is to wake up and you're at your senior year and you're realizing I've committed to this and I'm not 100% sure if this is what I want to do career-wise, but I'm already at the end of this, <laughs> this, this uh, race. So I've got I've to keep it moving and, and hope for the best. I tell students, start early do those internships so that you can figure out what you like and what you don't like. Cause I was sitting there like, all right, we're graduations around the corner. You know, do I want to go into finance? Cause I work at a bank, but then I realized I like, I don't really care about other people's money, just my own. (laughs) So I I was like, I don't really know how this is going to pan out, you know? And I was really like that coworker came in at such the right time because I literally was pondering where do we go from here? I, I just, you know, I had toyed with some other majors, but I wasn't really excited about it. So they have no idea how much their little suggestion like dramatically impacted me to help me get to where I'm at today. That's such good advice to start early. And one of the things that you and I connected on is that we're both first generation students and that brings a certain kind of challenge to those type of ideals because I know at least, you know, speaking for me, I was struggling just to do school my first few years, right? And I wasn't even thinking about a job. I didn't even think about a job until after grad school, which is not the way you should do it. Right. Um, can, you, can you talk <laughs> a little bit about- I appreciate the transparency. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought, you know, well, after I didn't get my undergrad, or after I got my undergrad and they didn't give me a job on the way out of the university, I was like, I guess I'll go to more school. And after that, they'll give me a job. And that's just not the way that works. You have to do extra work and get those internships, get some part-time experience. Can you talk about your experience as a, as a first-generation student, but also the- assistance that you're giving first generation students right now? Yeah. Um, it, it, it was, um, my mom was excited. My mother always knew, you know, I have a, a, a younger sister, but my mom was like, there's no question that Tiffany's going to college. 
Um, I think one of the things is I was always and continue to be very self-motivated. So I wasn't the kid that my mom had to be like, did you do your homework or what's going on with this paper? But then when you get to that place, you're like, okay, I got into college, you know, like most kids will go and do college tours. I didn't do that. <laughs> like, I didn't do that. My freshman year, I went away to Michigan State University. The first day that I visited that campus was when I moved in on that campus. Legit, no lie. Like, you know, things that seem like very like, oh, I'm doing, you know, I, I hear co colleagues talk about, you know, that have, you know, students, children that are at that age to go to college. Oh, we're doing, we're doing, going to do some college tours. I'm like, what? College tours? <laughs> We're gonna pull up some pictures and look online, maybe. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Let the chips land where they may. But that's my experience. So you know, navigating, you know, how to fill out, how do I fill out my financial aid form? You know, and I'm looking at my mom. My mom's looking at me like, do you know? And I'm looking at you like, my mom, like you're the parent. <laughs> like, do you? <laughs> One of us is gonna have to give here and figure out how to fill out this form. But it was things like that and understanding, like. Yes, your financial aid says this, but hey, if you're going to take more than 12 credits, <laughs> this financial aid situation gets a little gets a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. And and how to navigate that and then, you know, being away from home, having to work a work study job and, you know, where there's some students that maybe they can call their parents and be like, "I'm out of money. I need some more money." <laughs> My mom's yeah. like, "I don't know what to tell you." Like, <laughs> maybe I can give yeah. you like $20 or something like that. And mm -hmm. so it was really having to be resilient, really having to be resourceful, um, realizing that my path may look a lot different than some of my, my, my peers in college, and to not let that discourage me. Because it, it gets very easy to kind of focus on the things that, well, why don't, why, why don't my parents, why can't they do this for me? Or why isn't this going this way for me? And I had a lot of those moments because it took me in total from the time I graduated high school, 10 years to graduate with my undergrad degree. Um, and that time I got married. There were many of days that my boyfriend and husband had to talk me off the ledge um, to kind of keep me focused. And that goes back to that resilient piece, right? Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't just throw my hands and give up and be like, we'll figure it out. Because I was like, I've got to do this. One, I have a younger sister. I want to set the example for her. Two, I don't want to let my mom down. My mom, you know, even though she was, you know, I get it. I understand. I know that it's been a long road. I didn't want to let her down. And more, more, more importantly, I didn't want to let myself down. And so I think having that resilience will carry over as students move into their careers. You know, you may not get that dream job right out of college. And for some students, that's like a huge blow to the gut where it can just completely knock them off their game. They're like, what do you mean? I, I graduated. I have my degree from Texas State. What, what, what are we talking about? And it, they're ready to throw their hands up. I didn't have that option. And I think more students have to have that resilience, especially in this day and age, to say, okay, this didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. Because I would be lying to tell you that after my freshman year, you don't think I sulked a little bit, that I was very frustrated around, I worked so hard to get here, and now I've got to come back home and think of a new plan. But I had to sit in the corner, you know, cry for a little bit. My mother had a very, <laughs> very direct conversation with me. She's like, listen, it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be frustrated. If you want to cry, that's fine. But you're going to have to dust yourself off 
and you're going to have to put together a new plan and you're going to have to keep it moving. And even though I may not have received those words at the time, they resonated with me. I got through the emotional piece, kind of, you know, got myself together and pushed through. So, you know, that goes back to what I said is with students have to be willing to be very open and, and, and understand that sometimes life and careers take us on a very winding path and to not get discouraged and really to focus on what are the things that I can learn from this journey? You know, as I'm sitting here with an HR degree and I'm an admin assistant and I'm like, how are we going to get to where we want to get to? It seems so far away. What did I learn? I learned how to build relationships. <laughs> I learned time management, right? I learned, okay, these are, I learned office politics, right? There, there were certain little yeah. things that you learn like, okay, so this is the person that's calling the shots. Okay. So we need to make sure that we, <laughs> Zach's laughing because he knows you, you, you yeah. start assessing like, okay, this is, this person's probably going to be a little bit of a challenge. Um, they're more type A. So this is how I'm going to have to engage with this person. This mm -hmm. person's a little bit more, more relaxed, but each experience, what I tried to walk away from it was this is going to, you know, this may not be where I want to be today, but I'm going to get there and I'm going to learn as much as I can learn. I'm going to hone my skills in the process, you know, whether that is soft skills, whether that's technical skills, I'm going to figure out what skills I can learn while I'm in this space right now, that's going to help me get to the next level. And I kept that focus. I really just was like, you know, I, I would be lying to say there weren't times that I got discouraged. There were, I'd be lying if I say there weren't times I wanted to just give up and be like, you know, like a lot of students, I got this degree, but I'm not working in my field the way that I want to work in my field. Mm -hmm. What was the point? I wasted yeah. four, in my case, 10 years <laughs> of yeah. trying to get to where I want to be. And I had to shake that off. And so having a really great support system to kind of lift you up in those times where you are feeling very discouraged is important but if hands down if it's one word one word it would be resilient just being very resilient hey everyone zachary here just cutting in to let you know that we were having so much fun talking to tiffany we went a little bit long with the recording of this episode we're going to cut it here for this week but please join us next week for part two of our interview a walk across texas state is hosted by tori graham zachary webb is our producer and editor music by richard hall for free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at txstcareers. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear new episodes every other Tuesday each semester. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.